Just a second. Here I am. We're live. We're back for another episode on Coffee with Craner, episode 68. And I have some special guests, Jake and Josh Jorgensen from Black Tip H. Uh, they are from Windsor, which is fantastic. Uh, some great things that they're doing. Uh, they're the number one online fishing show uh, in the world. 1.3 billion views and counting on YouTube and uh, over 10 million followers and fans across the world on their platforms. Uh, they're fishing. They're fishing with celebrities, big names, and they're catching big giant fish that we're going to be talking about today and all these crazy stories that they have uh, in the fishing world. So Jake and Josh, thanks for being here on the show today. Hey, thank you, man, for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it, Lyndon. Um, you know, and took a little bit of time to get this together, but uh, I'm happy it worked out. No, this is this is fantastic. It's an excellent success story that uh, I'm happy to highlight today. And every show, I, I start off with a question relating to coffee. And I know Josh has been away from uh, Windsor for a bit out in Miami filming content and across different countries. Uh, but Jake and uh, Josh, you can reflect back a bit. Where in Windsor, Essex was your favorite place to uh, to get coffee, coffee shop, or, or where do you get coffee today? Uh, Tim Hortons, and I don't drink coffee. I only get I got iced cappuccinos. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Tim Hortons always a favorite. I mean, um, it's uh, the staple piece of uh, Canada. So every time I go back to Canada, it's like you got to get Timmy's, right? Yes. Now, Josh, do you notice a difference between between the American uh, Timmy's and, and the Canadian? Um, yeah, I definitely have noticed a difference. I'll tell you what, I really, really miss Tim Hortons, dude. It's the one thing I miss so much because Dunkin' Donuts is just trash compared to Tim Hortons. Like, and so is Starbucks. Starbucks is super trash compared to, compared to Tim Hortons. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And just to uh, to go into my, my first question, um, how did this entire venture start for you both? <laughs> So it started um, in 2005, no, four, 2004. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I started catching sharks on the beach and no one in Canada believed that I caught sharks on the beach. So <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I have to go and film this. So I had to wait a whole year uh, until 2005, I think it was. And we filmed... One of the first videos I filmed, actually, the first video I ever filmed was, was, um, in I think it was, two, I think it was December two thousand five, and my buddy Paul Kozak was holding the camera, and I caught like one hundred twenty pound black tip. I posted that up, and then I and then and then we started going crazy. Jake would hold the camera, my buddy Howard would hold the camera, our cousin Jordan would hold the camera. We would just keep ever hold this little piece of gar garbage. Olympus point and shoot. I think we had like a three megapixel camera, to be honest with you. Like it was the original Olympus uh, tough. Uh, what was it called? It was it, it was like a, a tough camera, whatever. It shot 360p solid, and um, it was uh, that's how it started. But it was I was the first person to upload land-based shark fishing videos on YouTube. YouTube was the only platform I could find that could upload the videos. So then, because everyone thought I, I we caught the sharks on a boat and brought them to shore, no, that wasn't. Obviously true, and they started getting views, and then it started getting more views, and then and then 2008 I started Black Tip H, and uh, pre GoPro, before GoPros were around, I uh, there was another camera company called Contour, and I, I would walk run around with a Contour camera on my head. I would use uh, it was it was designed for uh, snowboarding, <coughs> so I'd wear ski ski goggle, a ski goggle um, 
strap head strap and i would attach a camera to it and i, and I was a, i was the first fishing channel to do pov fishing point <laughs> point of view fishing and and youtube was just a start at the time right yes yes it was it was um back then uh, when i first started doing youtube there was there was no money there was no monetization it was a yeah. wow nobody <laughs> knew what it was going to be what was interesting back then though is there was a lot more the, the community of creators were much was much smaller and we all held each other to a standard you know yeah. there, there was no what happens today on youtube would never be tolerated back then but now that youtube's become this massive monster platform it's impossible you know there's just too many people creating content yeah and and, and to that point is uh, i think clickbait versus it's out of control yeah right like click clickbaits it's everywhere right and and one thing i um i think you guys do is great is all the fish that you have in your thumbnails like those are the act that's the actual size like there's no uh there's no photoshop going into play right no you know what, what's frustrating for me is integrity has always been very very important um we never lie to your audience it's always been my rule treat yeah. your audience like you want to be treated and uh, this, this new age of YouTube creators, it's all they care about is I just want someone to click my video. I don't care. And it's, it's, it's unethical, you know, because like people, dude, I've seen videos, bro, where people say rarest fish ever caught in the United States. And it's a gar. I'm like, come on, <laughs> I just want to go up there and smack them. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. Nothing worse than, uh, the audience being lied to and just, uh, but the good thing about black tip H, it's all caught, it's all fish you catch. There's no uh, there's no hidden agenda, and I mean you guys are you guys are reeling these monsters in. Uh, how did you come up with the name? So online, my I was originally called the black tip hunter because that's okay. all I thought was black tip sharks, and then I just abbreviated and called it black tip H. Gotcha. Yeah, and that was one of the first sharks I guess you you uploaded on YouTube, correct? Wasn't one of the first, but it was definitely the first shark ever caught from shore uploaded to YouTube. Yeah. And would you say most people with with sharks they they think you have to go out in a boat to to catch them? You can't catch them on shore. Is yeah, that people have no idea that they're right near the beach. And um, oh yeah, you know a lot, a lot has changed in the last fifteen years, sixteen years, or whatever it is. Um, there's a lot that has changed with the way people interpret fishing and sharks and that stuff yeah. you know it's like, yeah. like way back in the day before even the cameras we would we would used to fillet the sharks in the beach and eat them you know and people would line up and, and take the meat you know you, you couldn't even dream of doing that today they'd be uh yeah even the front page of cnn man butchered shark on the beach but that's what people did back then we, we, we ate them the, the shark steaks were actually pretty good i'm not gonna lie <laughs> they were they're they're a nice piece of meat I mean, after watching some of your, your videos on, on uh, YouTube and Instagram, it makes me not, not want to go to a beach. I mean, looking at... No, you're fine, bro. Trust me. Just make sure you don't swim in dirty water. You're fine. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this year, I, I might... I say I might. I, I might just go take a swim with a big hammerhead on the beach. Why not? <laughs> Jeez. I don't know if I could, but uh, kudos to you. <laughs> um, now, just going into... Before we, we start talking more about... Um, Black to black to page. What what were some things? What was your life like before you started creating content in two thousand five, two thousand six? I'm gonna be honest, bro. I, I don't even remember. 
It was a blur. It was. It's a blur. Yeah. Um, pretty much, it would consist of Pike Creek fishing as much as possible. We had a canoe. Remember that? <laughs> oh, that's when we were very, very young. Yeah, we had a canoe, and we used to canoe around and just catch fish and nets and turtles. And then Josh had a dinghy, and uh, Jake had a wakeboard boat. Yeah, no, not before the dinghy. Yeah. Uh, and then Josh popped a hole in the dinghy and duct taped it to <laughs> hide it from yeah. my dad. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah well, we, had, we, had, we had to patch it, so yeah. there was no hiding it. It, just, it deflated on, on a little, little piece of wood that it sat on. So, But, uh, yeah, I'll be honest, man. You know, one thing that's interesting about creating videos and editing them is once you've spent that much time in the timeline you actually forget what happened on the boat when the camera was not rolling yeah so when i go fishing and there's no filming i remember the experience a lot better because by the time we're finished editing it and going through it and watching it a hundred times you you kind of forget what happened besides what was yeah. filmed no, yeah like i feel like you would be like you know, there's times where I was out in Louisiana, you're up at 4 a.m. on the water by 4.30. And by the time your day's done, it's nine o'clock at night and you, it's a, you're delusional. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's standard day. Yeah. So yeah. standard, wake you, up at four, go to bed at nine and, and then and then wake up again and rinse do it and repeat again. Until, you're, until you black out. <laughs> so some of the best fishing for you is with no cameras, just, just family and friends. I really, I really enjoy fishing without any pressure um I, I love capturing the content i, I absolutely love it but you know th there are times when i just have to go out and just do something and fish you know by myself somewhere or something and just you know i'm not there to catch fish i'm just there to, to enjoy you know the fishing experience peace of mind yeah yeah and i think that that touches on my you know my third question was some of the challenges of of being full-time content creators um is things like that like Always having to you can get it's really easy to get burnt out. It really is. Oh yeah. Um, it's easy to, you know, we were we were uploading every, every week. single week for five years straight. That's fifty-two shows a year, yeah. two hundred and fifty plus shows in five years. And dude, it drove me mental. Like it, it actually got so bad that at one point in twenty nineteen, or twice, twice, I, I actually collapsed and blacked out. Wow. From stress I, just, I just hit the floor I, one time was when i was at my house the other time was at, um, at miami airport when i was on the way to costa rica i just collapsed in, in the airport and i was up for 15 minutes Jeez. canceled the flight canceled the trip and went, went straight to the hospital so do you from i guess from those experiences any advice for people that are trying to make it out as, as full-time content creators so that they can avoid those situations you know I guess one of my problems is, is when I do something, I, I go a hundred percent all in and the focus is insane. Yeah. I think for people is be consistent, but don't let it don't rule you. Don't let it be. Um, don't be a slave to the platform. Yeah. yeah you, you know, you have to, you have your obligations to your audience, but you need, you need to let your audience know, guys, listen, you know, I, I need a break, you know, and that's one of the hard things with, 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 with the algorithms, they don't let you have a break. Yeah. If you if you if you don't upload for if you don't maintain this consistency, they they hurt your channel. Yeah, deliberately. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You, it, 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 it's a it's 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 like 
you really eventually do become a content slave. Yeah. So you have to create content that you really enjoy and you have to cr create content that doesn't make you um, crazy feel like, <clears throat> oh man, you know, I have to make another video today. Yeah. That's one of the things that, that, that I'm noticing with YouTube lately is people are not doing it because they're passionate about what they're making. They're doing it because they want money. And I promise you, if that, if you're doing content creation because you want money, you're gonna hate your life. Yeah. No, that's yeah. I appreciate that honest, uh, that honest thought because everyone just, yeah, I see it with just because I'm in I'm in business school. You see people uploading crazy <laughs> content about you know here's five ways to get rich quick. That's all scams. Oh yeah. We, myself, and Josh, we've been around those people we've been around the people who sell the e-com courses the grant cardone people um who you know and you know grant cardone's done whatever he's done a great great job with what he does but there's so many little micro people like him who just scam people and yeah. you know we 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 had a partner once and i'm not gonna mention his name but it was just you know <laughs> the way everything ruled out it just it's smoke and mirrors but everyone looks at it where they're like oh my gosh I'm gonna it's, get like, it's, it's like it's like it's like cooking, right? Like I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of cooking, but when I when I want to cook something, I follow the recipe exactly. But a real chef, he can just feel it. Throws this, 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 and he's done. Or fishing, like like I know I have over the years of experience, I have intuition to find fish on the water, right? And I'm not going to go and make a course and say tell people guarantee to catch fish. You know the only way to guarantee catching fish? Time on the water, learning how to read the water, read read the conditions, read the fish pattern you can't teach that you have to learn it. yeah and it's you learn it through experience you know and, and it's it's like you said um a lot of people they take these youtube courses or they they you know whatever and you know it's like the stock market man you can read and read and read and read all you want at the end of the day you, you could be completely wrong yeah yeah no that's a that's a good point um, and just switching over to, to some of, you know, your, your best moments, this has been, uh, a crazy experience for both of you. Uh, what's, I, I guess if you could pick one fishing experience, uh, since starting, what would be, you know, the most memorable for you? Go ahead if you can jump in. I'll let Jake answer for, for him. I mean, Jake, Jake's been, uh, He's been filming content for a couple of years now. Um, he did some really good stuff this past year in uh, BC. And I tell you what, when he came back from BC, he uh, couldn't stop talking about that helicopter fishing. He yeah, was, I mean, so we I, he took a heli. Uh, the sturgeon was awesome, but we did. Um, that was a really cool experience with uh, a good buddy of ours, Eves, out there. Um, but uh, my one buddy, uh, Paul, uh, he's also from Windsor. He's also from Windsor, actually. Yeah, okay. lives in, lives in BC now. He's a mu musician, actually, and he hit uh, top 100 billboards for uh, his country music, which is pretty cool. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, so I can introduce you to him if you want as well. But um, we rented uh, a Heli 500, which is like the Porsche of helicopters, and we literally went hundreds of miles up the coast, and we literally landed in glacier streams and did like wild fishing, just in these streams that were, you know, knee deep with thousands of thousands of salmon. And it was like every cast you were catching one. Okay. Let's go to another one. Waterfalls coming down. Wow. Uh, wild fish. It was like something that like 
National Geographic stuff, right? Where no one in the world gets to see that unless you have a Heli 500 and you know you're allowed to go up there and do that kind of stuff. So it was um it was a really cool experience for me. Yeah, like the the fishing was good, but the, the even the setting was was nice. The as scenery, well. it was more of just like everyone says, like, listen, you can't really judge Canada until you go see BC. That was my first time to BC, and I went out there and I was like, BC is pretty cool. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, yeah. For for me, it's 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 a lot tougher. Um, I've had so many incredible experiences in so many different places. So it's, it's hard to nail one down. I mean, this past year, just this past year, you know, we, we caught a world record sized tarpon in Colombia. That was incredible. We, we, we got, I got to go do this Warsaw grouper trip. We, we went 160 miles offshore. We had to bring two 55 gallon drums of fuel on the boat just to get back, just to get back to the dock. Otherwise we, we would have been stranded. We, we burned through over 700 gallons of fuel. We caught a, 300 pound Warsaw grouper. Um, what else did I do this year? I mean, I, I went, I did the stuff down in Panama, Tropic Star. I went, got to go to Mag Bay on, and fish and, and be on a 144 foot yacht. You know, um, there's so many. It's really yeah. hard to, to pick one in particular. Um, every, it, 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 I, it's, it's a, it's a toss because. This is how I feel. If if I had to pick one thing, you can't. It's really yeah, hard. you can't, right? Like that's probably why you, you do all these these 2022-2021 recap videos, right? Like talking yeah. about it's really, really, really hard. I, I mean, mean there's just there's just every type of fishing's kind of its own really cool experience like when i was in louisiana and we went sword fishing you know that was awesome it was a lot of fun it's also about the people you're around too who uh who make the atmosphere i mean we've had some very good captains who have been on the show who are a great personality for the show we've had celebrities on the show who are two by fours two by fours and they're like they don't talk and yeah. we're trying to like get them to open up or like bro we're trying to film a show here say something <laughs> and like, yeah, great job yeah <laughs> so, what yeah, about you know, what, uh, going going into specifics? Like, is there a favorite fish you like to catch, or uh, a favorite place you you enjoy fishing? I, I like to catch the fish that are biting, and I like to go where the fish are biting. <laughs> I guess that's there's, there's a lot of places in the world you can go where the, the fish aren't there, or they're there and they don't bite. Like, just to give you an idea, what was it three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we went to Port St. Lucie. Mm -hmm. Where did we go for the triple tail? Oh, that's Cape Canaveral. Cape Canaveral. We went there. We literally got out on the water. I don't know, eight a.m. <laughs> all the way till yeah, they really, six p.m. They really ticked me off. Not one day. bite. Well, well they, we had bites. They, but they, they bitten. We they bit the last the last hour of the day. Yeah, we literally. So the last hour after call it ten hours of fishing, we hammered fifteen twenty of them. No, no, we caught like 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 six fish all together. Yeah, 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 but but we were there for triple tail, you know, and that's the, those are the days that I actually enjoy the most, because yeah. I want to know why. <laughs> why are you not biting my line? I know you're down there, you know. What's <laughs> your problem? You know, um, but I think, I think it was near a moon. I think I think that might have been a there might have been some spawning activity. Everyone, it was slow. The next day, my buddy that I was out, he went out there and he whacked them. So it's. That's that's the beautiful thing about fishing is you can have all this knowledge, all this understanding, and the fish can make a complete fool out of you. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's the fun <laughs> of the game, right? 
Yeah, I like I like when the fish beat me. You know, that's my favorite part. You know, like, and that's where I try to be my best to not get beaten. Especially you know, that's when what, the fin hit or the tail hits you in the in the head, right? I think I saw that video. One one smacked you. No, I've been smacked many times. Um, <laughs> I will say one thing though about Josh is that there's been so many times where we're out there. And he's, we're all like, okay, let's pack it up. And Josh is like, no, 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 like, two more casts, two more casts. And then next thing you know, like, he catches that one that makes the show. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't like giving, I don't like, I don't like until I catch what I want. I don't like leaving. Um, <laughs> that one of the, one thing I really enjoy doing, I like catching fish that are around a lot of sharks because the sharks are trying to eat them when you hook them. And yep. most people hate that. But I think that's just so much fun because <laughs> you have you have an opponent in the water that's trying to steal the same fish you're trying to catch. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, yeah, you're competing, right? Um, yeah. Now, just just going to talk about the brand. I mean, this is it's incredible. You're, you're and it's not often somebody from from this region is going out and they're they're creating this massive brand that's that's talked about across the world, and it, it must be so fulfilling knowing that um, you know. You're from Windsor Essex, but you've went on and, and, and done, uh, you know, amazing things with this brand. It's it's billions of of views. What what are some things that you're looking forward to for the brand? It's still, I would imagine, you think it's probably still young. Time is, I would imagine, flown by for you. What are some things you want to do with Black Tip H? We want to scale it. We want to we want to grow, obviously, our product line and. You know, I'll tell you what, COVID and the supply chain has made things really difficult. Yeah. It really has. You know, so just just overcoming those obstacles is a goal. You know, um, just really listening to the audience and, and understanding what they want. You know, Jake's done an excellent job sourcing product. And, you know, some products are absolute winners. Other ones are not so good. But we, we're learning what the audience likes and what the audience doesn't like. And, you know, some of the hats that he designed this year did so well that people that didn't even know who we were at the boat yeah. show, the boat shows, um, they wanted to buy them because they were so cool. So, like the one he's wearing right now, that that wooden that wooden hat. Yeah, we brought like I want to say close to four hundred wooden hats at the boat show, and um, within day two we sold every one of them, and people were like. Oh my god, this hat is so cool! And I'm like, oh, are you guys familiar with the brand? They're like, not at all. Yeah, they didn't even make it to, to, to the busy days, the yeah. weekends. And um, I mean, the end goal for us is we want to be in the big box stores. We want to be in the Dicks, the, the WalMarts, the Academy, the Bass Pro, the Cabela's. Um, we're in works with a bunch of people right now, talking about all that kind of stuff. Obviously, stuff contracts like that don't happen overnight. Yeah, you know, yeah. those are multi-million dollar deals that. Uh, have to be structured properly and executed properly for the success. Cause if you screw around with big box stores, you're gone. Yeah. You're right. So, yep. So, I mean, that's the goal. I mean, we have other goals where we want to do fishing resorts. Uh, we want to take over a charter business in all of Florida on each coast. Oh, we, we want to create um, something. We want to take over charter business. No, we want to, we want to, um, offer a unique experience that no one else is offering you yeah. know a lot of captains in florida try to convince the client to catch what they want to catch not what the client wants to catch you gotta remember at the end of the day most people just want to catch sharks 
Yeah. 80% of customers just want to catch sharks. Did you keep catching sailfish, wahoo, kingfish, dolphin, tuna? Catch a shark. That, I don't even care about those things anymore. I want to catch a shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, and, and, and to the average fishing captain in Florida, a shark is considered a trash fish. They hate them. You yeah. know, and to the average to the average tourist fisherman, a shark is the ultimate catch. Yeah, it's it's the trophy, right? It's the uh, yeah, it's the alpha predator. It's the it's the big dog of the sea. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, just a, a final question before I let you both uh, go, because I know you're extremely busy. Um, how does this? How does your relationship work with one another? I know it can be difficult uh, working as brothers and in, in, uh, in building a brand. I know I would have some difficulty as well working with my with my brother, but you get through it. What is what is it like? What are you both responsible for in uh, in the brand? So Jake, Jake's, uh, as I said earlier. Practice. He, he does a fantastic job with business operations and the brand okay. you know, and the product line. And I mean, everything that this, this and hats, everything, that's all, that's all Jake, you know, before Jake got involved, I would just use Teespring and, um, drop shit. Like, oh, we could, we could, we could do this many miles sales. And I was like, Oh, you're dreaming. It's never going to happen. And he, he, he did it. You know, um, my focus is it's more on media. Yep. You know, I like to, you know, I'm, I'm such a finite focused person that if I, if I try to do other things, I, it doesn't go over too well. So Lyndon, at the end of the day, we both compliment each other yeah. on what we both do. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, Josh is laser focused on making sure that the media is, you know, the best of the best and the content creation that we do, the editing team is the best of the best. And, you know, I, I'm going out, you know, I'm putting this product in independent retailers. I'm putting in, we have a little bit in big box stores, you know, I run a full marketing team, the ads, email messaging, SMS messaging. So we kind of, and then, you know, I go out and I film my own stuff when the opportunity shows up and, you know, I can, um, but we both compliment each other where we're not like, I'm not like, no, Josh, media, media, media. And then Josh is like, Bram, no, it's like, you know, we kind of just both have our own little avenues and both are yeah. very successful. So there's that balance for sure. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah, Jake's, Jake's excellent at, um, I would say. Customer relations. Yeah. Just, just, just communication and, and um, structure, keeping people keeping, keeping our, our clients and our customers happy. Fantastic. Like I, I could not do what Jake, Jake does with customer services yeah. away. Yeah. I, I, I would, I'd, I'd run, run away. No, well, that's mine. Um, that's not Tim Hortons, Josh. No, it's not bro. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, but why not? Right here. Something. There so, you go. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it, it compliments, we both compliment each other. We both I mean, work pretty well together as well. Jake can take a customer that's furious and turn him into the most, like, oh my gosh, we love you more than anything in the world. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. No, and you need that, right? Definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. But I also learned, I learned about all that stuff back when I used to do sales back in Windsor and stuff, right? So okay, it's kind of uh, long, just... As you grow, you learn, you mature, and you understand what people want and, and needs to uh, diffuse situations. Yeah. No, I so. mean, you both bring uh, your own skills and, and knowledge to different areas of the business. It's a 
it's probably what you you didn't even expect it to to get to this this level no when i first started it was just a hobby you know it was just like eh, whatever screw it then they start paying i'm like well this is cool <laughs> and then when i graduated college with programming um it was making enough money to be self-sustainable yeah well it, i mean that's what everyone in life should really try to do is turn a you know when you can get paid for what you love that's probably the best part yeah the only thing is never forget why you're doing it yeah if you forget the reason you're gonna forget you're gonna you're gonna lose interest in what you're doing what's i guess for for both of you what's your why self self-accomplishment self um just challenge you know like take a brand that's not really <clears throat> i guess been a physical asset brand with you know merch and stuff like that and get it into the big box stores and you know grow a hundred million dollar brand from nothing and yeah. to me that's an accomplishment and i think for for me it, it's i want to make the greatest fishing shows on the planet I, I want to make the greatest experience. I want people to, well, I, I want to make content that's rewatchable. You know, I want to make, I want to make something that, that people are excited to share with their friends. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, I, I, we did go a bit long, longer than we expected, but I mean, this, this conversation was, was really interesting. And you, I think you gave us an, a whole nother lens of, of what content creating is like. It's not all what you what you see on on YouTube with with clickbait and how everyone's portraying uh, YouTube to be. It's it's a tough business to be in, and uh, like you said, um, making sure that you're being genuine to your audience is so important. And I think we I gained a lot of lot of uh, you know bits and pieces from this conversation today. I know the people that are watching did as well. Uh, so Jake and Josh, I appreciate your time uh, joining me today. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Awesome. And those watching. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, those watching, be sure to check out blacktiph.com, shop their merch. It's, it's my favorite merch right now. I mean, this, this shirt I'm wearing right now is so comfortable and stretchy and I can work out and I can fish in it. Um, make sure you support them because uh, they're doing some great things and they're from the Windsor Essex community. Thanks for watching and we'll see you soon. Hi, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot.